My name is Darren Joseph from WellcomePhD.tax. Of the firm where we seek to demystify this somewhat confusing world of international tax and compliance. Today, we're going to do it a bit differently. Rather than just talk tax, 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 we have the opportunity and the privilege to have a conversation with Mick, a friend. He's not a client, a friend who does live that international lifestyle. Mick, do you want to say a few words, introduce yourself to those who are oh, well, watching? Um, well, well, thank you. Um, I don't think it's a privilege you having me. I think it's the other way around. But uh, I'm flattered, so thank you very much. Um, so I'm Mick Newman. Um, I, I know this gentleman for, I think, the better part of 25 years. And we've been on a hell of a journey together. Um, I live a sort of semi-nomadic lifestyle, I believe, um, in the sense that I split my time evenly between the Caribbean and the UK, um, sort of every five to six weeks, and back and forth. And um, this presents some interesting, you know, revelations about lifestyle and um, and the realities of doing business and having multi-jurisdictional clients, um, which is something that Darren has lived for the past, I believe, you know, 15 to 20 years. And I've been sort of living it, but it's been more amplified um, since post-COVID. Mick is, uh, let me put it this way, he's an Oxford-educated entrepreneur and uh, international consultant. Uh, of course, you know, I don't want to get into specifics of what you do because, of course, your clients are quite confidential. But I, I think that creates context as to who you are and, and the breadth of experience and, and competence you bring to uh, a conversation and a consideration like this. Well, what is sometimes a controversial uh, topic? Uh, ESG. Some people say it's window dressing. Some people say it's the future. I, I know this is an area that you, you consult in. What, what say you? Ah, good question, because mm -hmm. you're getting into all kinds of conversation about ESG yeah. and sustainability. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, people, a lot of people don't really understand the subtle nuances between or differences between sustainability and ESG, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, sustainability in its most basic form is the is doing what is required to ensure that you have a business in the future. Right. Um, that's essentially what it is. And all aspects of sustainability from ensuring your supply chain is optimized to investing in local communities to doing all these things. That's sustainable activity. Mm -hmm. ESG is a term largely coined by financial markets, which provides a sort of structured, measurable way of approaching um, sustainability to really impact your ratings or an organizational entity's ratings. Right. By the ratings agencies and to enable you to access um, green capital or financial mm -hmm. capital. Mm -hmm. That being said, um, you know, the, the purpose-led ESG, meaning the definition of why an organization exists and its impact on people and planet, right? And the way it's enacted through environment, social and governance activity sets is something that I believe is very, very relevant, right? Mm -hmm. It's very relevant because we're now in the age of, you know, talking about balanced capitalism, right? As well as balanced as it can get, right? Um, and, and and I think that that is something that um, leaders, particularly in emerging markets, are now trying to wrap their heads around because it means you have to move from being quite transactional mm -hmm. and heavily operational in what you do to being a bit more strategic and a bigger picture thinking, right? Um, to understand the wider ecosystem that you're operating in. And a good example of that would be the access to financial capital, right? Um, if you're in an emerging economy like, you know, uh, let's say a CARICOM country, the local financial markets are only going to invest a certain amount, 
right? Many of them don't invest significantly at all. So it's the foreign financial markets, largely led out of Western Europe and North America, that will provide that kind of capital, but they will put very, very strict criteria on what you what you have to do in order to um to continue being financed right and a good example is you know the energy company in trinidad that i currently advise i mean i am i i've been writing the esg reports an assured esg report for the last two years in order to meet those criteria that were placed on them by the foreign banks and you would see more of this proliferating because you know the capital does not sit in small emerging markets, not the size of capital that's required for a just energy transition. It's coming from the foreign markets. And then you start getting into that whole discussion around, well, who's really emitting? Who's really damaging the environment? Is it the yeah. emerging small emerging markets or the big ones, right? Yeah, yeah. But this is this is this is part of, I think, a natural evolution, right? Mm-hmm. For um concepts like this mm-hmm. to materialize and become enacted. Hmm. Okay. Fantastic. Thanks for that. So definitely, as someone who is, whoever may be looking to live that international lifestyle, definitely keep in mind that it's not a local phenomena, that it is a global movement. And it's being driven by one of the most important factors from a business point of view, which is money, you know, which is capital. So uh, I, I guess as we, we all progress, it's just something we need to onboard. Absolutely. No okay. Absolutely. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.